You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. I wanted to update my thoughts on Kenny Pickett since I've made a number of podcasts um, about him and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I've been very supportive of Pickett, not because he played for Pitt at all, but because I watched him and thought he was very good. And I very much believe in him as an NFL caliber, uh, star caliber quarterback. So I've been very vocal about wanting the Steelers to draft him if they got a chance and so on, wanting them to start him right away. But I want to I revise now some of my thoughts. Uh, you know, absolutely, he has the stage and he can, he can uh, sink or swim based on his own efforts now. So, and that's what he'll continue to do this year and probably all of next year and, uh, you know, let people say what they, what they want. But um, two things I've noted about the Kenny Pickett era of Steeler football. One is um, that I've been less impressed than I hoped in some respects, but also feel strongly still that he is going to be a, a very good Steelers quarterback. And I'll explain that in more detail. And the second point that I'll get to later is uh, the reaction to the of much of the media and too many of the fans is disgraceful. The reaction towards Kenny Pickett is a disgrace. Okay, first point. Um, I'll just personally, I... I feel now for the first time that there is some question as to whether or not Kenny Pickett's arm is NFL caliber when it comes to the long ball. Now, I only I've seen him throw the long ball in his career at college. I know he can throw it. I know he can throw it accurately. But there is something that changes when you're playing in the NFL, when the cornerbacks are faster and, and the lines are moving more around you more powerfully and quickly. And uh, there's just a level of confidence and strength and accuracy needed for the deeper passes that you see that separate the decent NFL quarterbacks, the solid backup quarterbacks and, you know, mid-tier starters from the stars and from the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And that is the ability to see players further down the field, to pull the trigger on those throws, make that call, and to accurately throw that ball. And when you see a quarterback do that, and I'm not just talking about the bombs, throwing those in stride, but that's important too. Uh, to be able to throw a deep bomb pass to a receiver who's beaten his man in stride and drop it in there, and, and he, you know, just race into the end zone. The best NFL quarterbacks do that. They can do that, and they have to be able to do that. And even the mid-tiers and lower-tier NFL quarterbacks can pull one of those out of their ass every once in a while. Uh, and I know Pickett has the ability to do it because I've seen him drop passes in in stride, deep bomb passes. Um, but he hasn't done it for the Steelers yet. And he's only made a couple efforts really to do it, a bit, like three I can think of. 
the Claypool one that was picked off that he tried in his very first game against the Jets, where he underthrew it a little and lofted a little too much, but it still should have been caught, and it turned into an interception off of Claypool's pathetic hands. <laughs> Thank God they traded him. No, I, I, I was actually okay with Claypool by the time they traded him. I thought, well, I, I was still... Uh, willing to give him a chance, but a second-round pick, especially the the Bears' second-round pick, forget it. He's got to go. Um, the other two deep passes I recall that were like bomb-like deep, there was one down the sideline on a third and three a couple games ago. I think it was the Miami game where, where uh, Deontay Johnson had beaten this man. And um, it wasn't so much a bomb because it was it was really like a – he was going to hit him at only 20 yards or so past the line of scrimmage. Um, but it was a deep pass. And he just fired it and just sailed it way past him and uh, picketed. And then uh, there was the Hail Mary at the end of the um, the half of the game, whichever it was. I don't remember. Against, uh, I guess it was Buffalo. I don't remember. Anyway, and he heaved it in the end zone and it was intercepted. So... Uh, Two interceptions and an incompletion on third and three. That's all I remember in terms of real deep passes and uh, attempts by him even. And obviously those are bad results. Um, But it's been more so the accuracy. Even the Hail Mary, he heaved it 65 yards in the air. He has the arm strength. But that's not the issue. I heard Dejan Kavakovic say on his podcast this morning, I liked him as defensive Kenny Pickett. The question from one of the listeners was, how come we don't see any pump fakes from Kenny Pickett? That uh, you know, Ben had a, such a good one. And, and I, granted, everyone can't be as good as Big Ben with a pump fake, but we haven't seen any. And Dayon said, first of all, I, I'll take your word for it. I'm not willing to take your word for it, rather, that we haven't seen any. And I agree with that. I don't know that he hasn't done a pump fake. I don't remember every single pass he's thrown. He's thrown a lot of passes so far, Pickett. But obviously, that's a wolf in sheep's clothing, that question. That, that question is about his little hands and his weak arm. That's what that's about. He's afraid of pump faking because... He'll drop the ball because his hand's not big enough to hold it and pump fake, you know, or it takes a hell of an arm to do that and pull it back and then fire it. So that's a ripoff, Kenny Pickett, call him a pop gun arm type of thing. Now, Dejon, or Dayon, Dayon, oh, Dayon. Anyway, he uh, really defends Pickett and says, he's, he's played well for four games. He's progressed each game. Uh, you know, he's a smart quarterback. He's a tough quarterback. And, and uh, you know, he, 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 you know, you got to feel sorry for him with that offensive line and all that. I mean, he goes way overboard defending him. But I agree with most of what he said. But then he says he has an NFL arm, and there's no question about that and all that. And And he said nobody, you know, people always challenge it, but then – when he's throwing it deep downfield to people, nobody says anything. When he's throwing it 65 yards in the air to someone. And he never did that. And like I said, the only time he threw it 65 yards in the air was a Hail Mary and it was intercepted. So God bless Dayon for defending uh, Kenny Pickett. And God knows I, I, I want him to succeed, Pickett, and I still believe in him. 
But the fact of the matter is, it's not about heaving the ball in the air. Anybody can punt a ball. Any NFL caliber quarterback can punt a ball in the air with their arm. That's not what they're required to do to be a winning quarterback and certainly not a top-tier quarterback. When they throw those deep balls, they have to be accurate with them. They have to be aiming it and getting it towards one of their receivers. And you don't just want jump balls. You want to be able to drop it in and throw it like it's a pass, like it's a 10-yard pass or a 5-yard pass. And the great NFL quarterbacks can do that. They can throw the ball 25, 30 yards down the field. And and it zipped in there, and it's in stride, and 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 it's only where their receiver can get it. And it's impressive. And what I will say about Kenny Pickett to date, I believe he has the arm strength, and, and I believe he's had, in the past, accuracy downfield. But he hasn't shown it in the NFL. When he has tried to go deep, which isn't, hasn't been enough, when we've tried to go for the longer passes, um, he's been mostly inaccurate. And even the ones he's completed, some back shoulder catches by, by uh, Pickens and DJ that I recall – and Claypool, some of the longer throws that he has made, uh, they, they have a trajectory that kind of looks like it's sailing a little. Um, some of the throws he's tried to go where he's needed his arm strength, they've wobbled. Um, he can fire it. We've seen him fire it, misfire it, fire it. It's, I just am saying I don't – what makes a great NFL quarterback is the ability to consistently throw those kind of throws in big situations and throw them accurately. And – he hasn't attempted enough of them yet to say he can't do that. But the ones he has attempted have not been accurate. And so I say the jury's still out on whether or not Pickett does have the an NFL caliber arm to make those types of throws. He clearly has an NFL caliber arm to make the dink and dunk throws and even the intermediate throws because he made a number of those to Fryermuth and such over the middle. I mean, he has an accurate arm. There's no question about that. I think he's seventh in the league in completion percentage currently. Something like that. Very high. He's in the top 10. And um, that's impressive. I mean, unfortunately, his average yards per attempt is dead last in the NFL at five. And um, so his he's he's completing passes, but... He's throwing things like he's tossing the ball with his son in the backyard, you know, and um, they're accurate. But whenever he tries to throw an NFL real big time throw further down the field, big arm, I'm a stud quarterback in the NFL. He hasn't been accurate and he hasn't tried enough of them. And to me, I hear Matt Canada, who everybody's, you know, whipping boy, obviously whipping post or punching bag or whatever you want to call him, pin cushion. He has come out recently and kind of sort of thrown Kenny under the bus or at least tagged him with the blame saying, you know, the throws are there down the field. And I can't be a hypocrite because when Trushitsky was in there, I was saying the throws were there down the field. He wasn't making them. I was blaming Trushitsky and I wanted his ass out of there. So now Pickett's in there and he's not making them either. And um, I can't very well say, well, the throws aren't there. It's all Matt Canada. He calls terrible plays, and they don't scheme guys open. And, I, you know, I can't suddenly make all these excuses for Pickett when I wasn't buying that shit that all the media and everyone else was making for Trushitsky. So I have to say, yeah, I think 
both guys are uncomfortable, uh, were uncomfortable, are uncomfortable behind that line of scrimmage, behind their offensive line. And I don't think either one has settled. Uh, Trushitsky certainly never did, but neither has Pickett yet. Settled into a place where he's able to stay comfortably in the pocket, not sprint too quickly, not panic too soon, keep his eyes downfield and find the open man that is probably there at least once in a while, and fire that ball confidently, confident that it'll make an accurate throw that won't get intercepted. And I think this is coaching, see. I think there's a problem with Tomlin. I think it starts at the top. I blame this on Tomlin and probably Matt Canada too, but I, I have a feeling it's more Mike Tomlin. Just, you know, he understands Tomlin, and it's very true. Turnovers are huge in the NFL. And the team that loses the turnover battle loses the game a huge percentage of the time. And, you know, you don't want your young quarterback or inexperienced quarterback, or in Trushitsky's case, bum backup quarterback that you signed for whatever many millions, to throw games away. If you think, if you think you have a good defense, well, we don't. We found out we don't have a good defense, but we thought for much of the year, for the whole first half, really, that maybe we do, maybe we could have a good defense. So please, just don't turn the ball over. Just even if we punt all the time and just get field goals, we could stay in the game. Well, that hasn't happened, but that's what I think Tomlin was thinking, and I think he was putting the kibosh on the quarterbacks to throw to take those risks and throw downfield. Um, and I think it's valid with Trushitsky because even though he came in in that uh, uh, Tampa Bay game and fired the ball downfield and, and looked good doing it, the reality is anybody who knows anything about Trushitsky's history, Trushitsky stinks. You want to talk about Kenny stinking in the red zone. Trushitsky did it for years. Kenny's just having some struggles right now in his first few games. Trushitsky sucked in the red zone for four fucking years with the Bears. And it was a huge complaint of their fans. Just go look at Twitter, dig up the old tweets. He could never find the guy in the end zone, couldn't throw the open man to the open man. And by the way, his other big uh, claim to fame, claim to infamy with the Bears was anytime he tried to throw downfield further, he was inaccurate and the ball sailed. So the point is, he had a proven track record of sucking in a situation like that. So if Coach Tomlin and or Canada said, don't throw it downfield, we have a good defense, there's two reasons I agree with them on that for Trushitsky. One being early in the season, you'd think maybe we did have a good defense. And frankly, maybe if, if, if Watt and, and Ogunjobi could stay healthy, we would have had a good defense. Maybe we still will have a good defense in the second half if those guys, you know, with Watt getting back in there. So earlier in the year with Trushitsky starting the season off, I could see them saying, don't throw it down the field and take chances unnecessarily because, you know, we have a good defense. And B, I could see them saying it because Trushitsky stinks at that. And he stunk at it for his entire fucking NFL career. <laughs> I hate Trushitsky. Can you tell? I refuse to call him Trubitsky. I'm calling him Trushitsky for the rest of his existence. So, um... <laughs> I could see them pulling the reins in and making uh, 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 Trushitsky have fear about of taking chance of firing it downfield. But Pickett is doing the same thing Trushitsky's doing, which is not throwing enough downfield. And when he does, it's sailing and being inaccurate, and he's had a couple picks. So uh, I don't, I don't know if it's Pickett who's 
worried about his own arm and his own ability to make these throws or if it's still the Tomlin thing or the coaching thing making him afraid because telling him we don't want you to make mistakes, et cetera. And the only time he seems to throw further downfield is when we're trailing tremendously. So he has to take chances and then he does make mistakes. I'm wondering if he threw the ball further downfield and took chances earlier in a game when we're tied or ahead even in situations where we see someone and we scheme a play or he sits in the pocket and looks and finds a man and fires it. Will he be accurate then? And then will we make the big plays? See, I think sometimes the circumstances of a game can lead to bad throws and interceptions because there's more of a desperation to the play itself. Whereas if you're calling and making those decisions to throw it downfield when the game is still in hand and you're in control and it's anybody's game, I think the confidence and your true ability has more of a chance to take over and make that play a success. And so what I want to see with a young a new rookie quarterback is I want them to take the reins off of him. I want the, them to give him confidence and freedom to make those throws when, when the game's still on the line. And what that means is take the risk that he'll throw a pick making one of those deeper throws um, when a pick could be very costly because the game's tied. That's what I mean. I want to see more of that. Uh because for me, I believe he has the ability to do it. I've seen him do it in college. The question is, though, does he have the ability to do it in the NFL? And is the NFL arm of his strong enough and accurate enough on those longer throws or not? And I don't know the answer. I, like I said, I have my belief. I am confident he can do it. I believe in the guy. Because let's be honest, if he can't make... Longer, more downfield throws and bombs uh, with accuracy. He's never going to be anything more than a mid-tier or backup NFL quarterback. That's just the way it works. That's just the reality. You know, um, I th- even even Tom Brady with his had the, has the arm strength or had the arm strength to throw deep with accuracy, as we saw in his. Uh, Randy, uh, Randy, oh, jeez, what's his name? Uh, Moss, yeah, Randy Moss years. I don't know why I was blanking on that. So I don't think it's a lot to ask. So that's number one is I think that my, my feeling on Pickett is he still looks very good. I like the way he moves. I think he's getting a little antsy at times in the pocket now, but that's also because he's been sacked a shitload of times lately. He was sacked six times on Sunday. So there's reason to be antsy in the pocket. But I do think overall, uh, he's still uh, heady, sharp, tough, and he's very accurate in the short-range passes. Obviously, he's in the top 10 in the NFL. But I want to see him. He needs – you're not going to win many games. You're not going to score many points. If you can't be at the 30-yard line, if all you do when you get to a team's 30-yard line is run and dink and dunk still, you're not going to score enough touchdowns, you know. You have to be able to throw a 30-yard touchdown pass from the 30. You have to be able to throw it from the 40. You know, you need to be able to strike from the 25 to the end zone. You know, you just need more arm strength and accuracy and downfield uh, so that those kind of plays can be made. That's how you win in the NFL. And that's how you're a really good quarterback is when you make those plays. 
And uh, so we need to see uh, Kenny Pickett take shots more like that and prove to me and everyone else that he can do it. And I think the more he th- makes throws like that and success successfully, the more confidence he'll have, and, and then this thing will really take off. But as long as we're keeping him in a dink and dunk mode, whether it's he's keeping himself or Matt Cannon or Coach Tomlin, uh, and then when he only fires every once in a while, it's inaccurate or it's picked off or something, that's just going to hurt his confidence. So I think we need to put him in a position to make those deeper throws when he is not panicked when he's not desperate in, in important game situations where it can turn a whole game around, make a big explosive play for us when it's tied or when we're trailing, but not by much. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the reins to be taken off on the deeper throws in situations where it actually will matter if he throws a pick because everyone's bashing him. Everyone is bashing him for the picks, but precious, like none of them have mattered. I mean, honestly, they've been the stupidest. The game's already over. It's small time. Even the one he threw against the Jets uh, didn't matter. He was at the 50-yard line. He was going to get sacked. It was going to be third and 30. If he didn't throw that ball, which clanked off of Friar Moose's hands for an interception, if he didn't throw that ball, we'd have been punting. And then the Jets still would have jammed it down the defense's throat for a touchdown. You know, the punter, our terrible punter, wouldn't have got pinned them much further back than that interception did. It really didn't change the game. And that's the only interception you can point to. Of all of his interceptions, that's really the only one that changed the game. Because the one at the end of the Miami game, there was only, by the time he would have run, if he ran that ball and ran out of bounds, there would have been about 18 seconds left. There would have been enough time for two, maybe three more attempts at the end zone. Instead, he he made an attempt at the end zone. It was miscommunication. It was interception. But you can't say that play cost us the game because there's no guarantee we would have won the game, even if he ran the ball or threw it away. So I, I don't think costing us the game, to me, means giving the other team points or throwing an interception that costs you points that could have been huge and given you the win. And there, he hasn't done that yet. Pickett's turnovers, not once yet, not any. They point to all the interceptions, all the turnovers. Not one of them yet have taken points off the board that would have meant winning or losing to the Steelers. And not one of them yet has literally set up the other team in scoring position or in our territory and given them points that meant winning or losing to the Steelers. That's a a turnover that matters. When you throw an interception that gives the other team three points and you lose by three points. Or when you throw throw a pick six, he hasn't thrown one yet. You know, that's when it matters. Or when you throw an interception at the end of a game when you're down by two points and you're at the 40-yard line of the other team and all you need is to get in the field goal range to win the fucking game and instead you throw an interception or fumble the ball. That's a terrible... uh, turnover he hasn't had anything close to that not even close to that yet people keep acting like he's losing games for us with his turnovers it's a lie it's a lie joe starkey should be fired he kept saying over and over again kenny pickett lost the miami game kenny how could you lose the game when you were trailing the interceptions just meant we didn't win. Failing to drive your team for a game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter is not losing the game for your team, Joe Starkey. Grow up. I know you're attacking him because, I don't know, you want to get the fans, You have a bit, your wife hates you, I don't know, there's things in your life that are disturbing your mind. The reality is, failing to win a game for your team in the fourth quarter does not equate to losing the game for your team. Duh. 
Everyone knows that, so fire yourself, Joe Starkey. Ron Cook, same with you. Get your ass off the radio. Because this is my second point. My first point, again, to summarize, Kenny Pickett needs to show me and everyone else that his arm strength and accuracy is NFL caliber when it comes to deeper throws. He hasn't proven that yet. Now, he hasn't tried enough yet either, but he needs to prove that. Do I think he will? 95% yes. I still believe in him. 90 drop from 100, knowing that he could do that, to now I'm not certain, and so now it's 95. But the second point needs to be made, and I've already been kind of cheating and leading into this, the reaction. It's been insane. I mean... Monday, Ron Cook, Joe Starkey, and even Bob Pompiani were on the radio saying he looked like he didn't belong in the NFL. He stunk, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know who they're watching, but the people I respect way more than them, like Greg Cosell and Matt Williamson, don't feel that way. And Dayon Kavorkovich may be a lot of things, and believe me, he is. But one of them is he's no idiot and he's no neophyte about football. And he he was going just the opposite direction. Now, you tell me, if if Pickett really has been that awful that he doesn't belong in the NFL and he stinks, why, why, then there would be no ability for a DK to say he's improved every week. He would, he would just be ridiculous in saying that. I do think he was slightly ridiculous in going overboard defending Kenny. But I also think... If it were really true, what what Joe Starkey and Ron Ron Cook said on the radio on Monday following the game, if that were really true, what Mark Madden said, he's not ready for the NFL, the Steelers shouldn't be starting him, then there would be no ability for Greg Cosell or Dayon or any of the other people, Matt Williamson, to say they see good things in him. There's a, you know, should you be a little less enthusiastic about Kenny Pickett after the way he's looked in, in the last couple games? Yeah, I know. I'm disappointed. I expected him to have a little more lightning, a little more uh, crunch time closer ability because he has it. I've seen it. I know he has it in him. So, yeah, he has not come through uh, the way I ex- I expected from him. And he's shown uh, some inaccuracy in his deeper passes, like I said. And, uh, and he's had some tough luck interceptions and problems that keep following him around. I mean, the turnovers keep following him around. Most of them aren't his fault, to be quite honest. They just aren't. They're tipped balls, almost every one of them, and and or heaved balls. And, and the fumble, he didn't even know uh, Hargrave was coming from behind. And he was running and scrambling, trying to make a play late in a game that we were getting blown out in. I mean, none of them mattered. Look, the point is, I wish they didn't happen, though, because they allow for the piling on that's going on. And why is the piling on going on? Because... The strange and mostly mentally ill media in the United States of America, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the sports media here, which most of them have deep-seated mental illness. I'm not joking. They just haven't been diagnosed, or maybe they have, and they just aren't talking. But they have an animosity towards the fan base here that is unsurpassed, and it's the hostility and the, and the hatred for most of the sports media towards the fans is 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 beyond reproach the, the way they attack the yinzers and act, they act like it's a joke the way they treat the fans like they're morons but the fact is they take shots at them with the yinzer pittsburghese stuff as a way to take shots at them because they just don't like them 
And, you know, are there some dumb fans here? No more than any other city. There are dumb fans everywhere, as we see, day in and day out on television. <laughs> there are dumb uh, political supporters. There are dumb cops. There are dumb fans. There are dumb everything. People are dumb. There's a lot of them out there. But that doesn't mean that overall the fan base was some sort of idiotic support for Kenny Pickett because they all went to pit or they all want the local kid to do it. First of all, Kenny Pickett's not a local kid. He's an Eagles and Phillies fan. He grew up in Jersey. He's not a local kid. Second of all, I I submit, I believe that less than half the city is even pit football fans. I think the less than half of the fans in this local area are, are, are fans of pit. I think Many of them went to West Virginia, to Penn State, and many of them went other places and don't even like college football because, frankly, as we see from Pitt's attendance here on Saturdays, it's not a college football town. It really isn't. You see them. You can see where they are, where they exist. They exist in areas where they don't have an NFL team. They don't have a big NFL team, so they don't they they become a cult of their university, you know. And we don't have that here. We have a big NFL team that's won four, six Super Bowls. We have uh, four and six years once. We have a lot of uh, reason to celebrate, you know, bigger time stuff in college football. So it's not as big here, and so I don't believe that the average person who didn't go to college or didn't uh, go to Pitt is is going to be behind Kenny Pickett because he went to Pitt. I, I, I don't believe in that. I think it's a lie, first of all. Second of all, to the extent that local people or Pitt supporters believe in Kenny, it's not because he went to Pitt. It's not because they're dumb. It's because they watched him play. And when you watch Kenny Pickett play last year, his senior year, you saw a guy who was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy for a reason. You saw a guy who led a pretty mediocre pit team overall, as we're finding out this year, to the championship of, the, of, of one of the top five conferences in the country for a reason. They won the ACC championship for a reason, because of Kenny Pickett. And when you watched him play, you saw a winner and you saw a guy that could make all the throws. And people like Greg Cosell support Kenny Pickett for a reason. They watched the tape. They saw him do it. They saw him make the various plays NFL quarterbacks have to make, including deep throws with accuracy. So don't tell me he stinks. Don't tell me Trubisky, who has failed and is in his sixth year in the NFL, and has failed is better than your rookie because your rookie went to Pitt and played in the ACC. Don't tell me that it's time to bash him after four games when he has played five of the top defenses in the NFL. The Steelers have played six. The Steelers played the hardest schedule in the NFL through the first half of the season. The hardest schedule as ranked by... I forget the outlet that ranks it, and ever this has been circulating on, uh, on Twitter and everywhere else too. And then there is a site whose name escapes right now. Uh, football, uh, I don't remember the name. Outsiders, it might be Football Outsiders, that uh, that has power ranked the schedules of every team going forward. And incidentally, the Steelers' schedule is twentieth most difficult for the rest of the year as of right now. And uh, through the first half, it was the most difficult. And Top 10 ranked defenses that the Steelers have played include 
uh, the Bengals, the Jets, the uh, Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Buccaneers, and the Bills. So six of the top ten defenses we've played out of our uh, eight games. Um, and this, Kenny Pickett uh, played against the Jets, the Buccaneers, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the and the uh, the Eagles. So he has really come up against it. Good quality defenses. In the second half, there aren't many of them. And so uh, we'll see about Kenny Pickett. And I just think it's amazing that two of the teams he played complete games against are going to meet in the Super Bowl, I think. The Bills and the Eagles. And they're really, really good teams. And there aren't many really good teams in the NFL this year. There's probably three, those two and the Chiefs. I'm not even sure I still would put the Chiefs there. But he's played them both. And both of them on the road. He played Kenny Pickett against the two best teams in the NFL on the road. And they both have top 10 defenses, top five defenses. Buffalo, I think, is second in the NFL, and the Eagles are fifth. So I I just think it's amazing that Ron Cook and Joe Sharkey, Starkey and, and, and Mark Madden and all these buffoons are going to bash Kenny Pickett for not looking great as a rookie quarterback when his team has no running game. Don't even get me started on Najee Harris. Has no running game. And their defense is getting torched. And somehow, Kenny Pickett stinks because he doesn't look like uh, Joe Montana playing the two best teams in football, the Eagles and the Bills, on the road. I think someone has given a tell there to their bias. I think that's an indication of animosity towards the fans. There's some frothing at the mouth going on here. These media people, by the way, they all wanted Trubisky. None of them. Here's another important point, very important point. Trubisky sucked just as badly as Pickett has sucked, but Trubisky was a five-year veteran, and Pickett's a rookie. Pickett shouldn't be looking just as good or just as bad as Trubisky. He should be looking worse, and we should be accepting that because he's a rookie. But no, he looks the same. They certainly no worse than Trubisky looked. And the interceptions, well, Trubisky wasn't throwing interceptions. Again, they were all tipped passes. They, they haven't mattered. Don't, don't stop trying to find reasons to attack the fans through Kenny Pickett, please. Okay? That's my, and, and as far as the fans, they're doing the same thing. Fans are attacking other fans. Why? Because they hate Pitt. They're Penn State fans. They're West Virginia fans. Or they're just anti-picket people because, I don't know, they didn't want him. They didn't want them to draft him. And they can't get behind him because they're upset that they didn't pick their guy that they think the Steelers should have drafted. Or stupid reasons, okay? You see this online. You see the animosity and the viciousness. And you hear it on the radio. The viciousness, the viciousness with which people are going after Kenny Pickett. And it's so funny because they say they were they used to criticize the fans for the viciousness of the way they attacked poor Mason Rudolph. And now they're engaging in it as they attack the number one draft pick of the team, which Mason Rudolph wasn't. And they were defending Trushitsky when he was going out there looking every bit as bad as Pickett looks now. Ron Cook said on the radio after after, after Trushitsky looked like complete garbage and I don't remember a pick a game, the Patriots game, I think. He said he looked okay. He looked okay. That's what Ron Cook said about Trushitsky. 
The next week, he was replaced at halftime. Ron Cook said he looked okay. He looked. He didn't look bad. He was far from the reason they were losing to the Jets. That's what Ron Cook and others said about Trushitsky when he was in there. Now that we're playing the best teams in football and we're losing badly, they're saying, pick it looks like garbage. He stinks. He stinks. He's not NFL caliber. He lost that game for them in Miami. He lost it for them. And you must admit that or you're de- uh, delusional. You must state Pickett lost the game. Joe Sharkey on the radio just said it over and over again. You must, you must admit that. Say it, say it, Bob Pompiani. Say, Pickett lost the game. Say those words. Uh, yes, yes. Ah, I have to change my pants now. That's Joe, Joe Starkey. He's literally ejaculating in his pants over, over tagging Pickett with a blame. What is up here, man? What is up here? Trushitsky does it, and it's like, oh, he's average. He's average. Pickett, oh, he's horrible. He's horrible. But this is a rookie. A rookie playing on the road against the best two teams in football. People, wake up. Wake up and turn off the radio. Wake up and stop stop reading, stop listening to these jokers because they're just nasty, 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 nasty. Subhuman trash. Subhuman trash. Because Kenny Pickett is a number one draft pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's played... In five football games and a combined total of four football games in terms of quarters. That's it. And he's played two of those four games combined against the two teams that are absolutely the best in football. And their defenses are top five. And he did it on the road. And he did it with no running game. And he did it with a bad offensive line. In the last game, they sacked him him six times. But it's all his fault, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. It's, it's all his fault. Tipped pass over the middle is all his fault. So anyway, that's my podcast on Kenny Pickett. First half, I think he has to show me and everyone else that he can hit the deeper balls with some accuracy or he's never going to be a star in the NFL, okay? He'll, he'll have an NFL career. He's clearly an NFL quarterback. Clearly, he has what it takes to hang around the NFL and make a career of this. He is not uh, Nate Peterson, okay, out of pit. He is not... Uh, even even Geno Smith is having a good year this year after looking like he didn't belong. So even some of these people that don't belong can a couple of years down the road belong. Trushitsky isn't going to do that. Isn't that funny that Trushitsky, who everybody thought, well, maybe he'll find himself after five years. Well, he didn't and is not going to. Trushitsky is a backup, period. But maybe that's all Pickett will be someday too. But I don't think so. I see in him a guy that absolutely has the tools to become a, a top-tier quarterback. And, and I wouldn't say maybe not a top-tier. No, no. He has the tools and everything it takes to be a top-tier quarterback. Question is, will he have an opportunity to develop and take advantage of his opportunities and, and rise to that level? And then the other question is, does he have an NFL-caliber arm on the deep passes? Uh, because... That that would uh, I, I you know so when I say he has the tools to be a top tier quarterback I guess I have to put a qualification on that my ninety five percent I still think he has that deep arm for that but he may not and if he doesn't have the deep arm accuracy if that five percent turns out to be true uh, then he won't be a top tier quarterback then he won't be a top tier NFL quarterback then he'll be a mid tier or a backup I mean it depends. Um, if a team's willing to tolerate that uh, lack of 
deep ball accuracy. I, I don't know many teams that can score many points and win many games with with if you don't have that though. So I he's going to have to work on that, and I hope that they bring that along. And he silences the critics with his arm strength down the field and accuracy down the field as the season goes on here. Uh, that aside, and I guarantee you this too. One one more thing before I sign off here. If and when Pickett does start taking those shots down the field and completing them, and I think he will, the Ron Cooks and the Joe Starkeys and idiots of the world, they're going to silent. They're going to change their tune like that. They're going to change their tune like that. I mean, he hasn't done it, so I, I have to step back and just be frustrated. I can't say, "What are you talking about? You're crazy." But you know, day on me, Matt Williamson, Greg Cosell, we can watch it and say, "I think they're crazy." What are they talking about? I think he has it. He just, you know, it's not working, just clicking just yet. But I, I see a guy that looks like he hasn't to me. But, um, <clears throat> you know, hey, what I can't really, unfortunately, I, I get upset at the, at the Ron Cooks, et cetera. But nobody can do anything about it but Kenny Pickett. You know, the one that needs to convince my son, who's not a fan, who says he drops back in the pocket too far. Uh, the one who needs to convince him, no, no, I'm, I drop back just fine. You wait and see. Is Kenny Pickett? He has to win games. He has to score more points. <clears throat> he has to make throws that wow people more. He has to make more throws that are, you know, really impressive and uh, exciting. He has to excite the fans more, excite the media more uh, with his plays that he makes, and um, not just running because he's made a number of those. Uh, and not just the shorter throws, because he's made a number of those. He needs to wow them with touchdown passes. He needs to wow them with deeper throws of accuracy and coolness and wonderfulness. <laughs> and so it is still, as I've said, you know, when he started a few games back, it's in his hands. You can take it from here, Kenny. I did what I could to promote you as the guy they should pick, and then after they picked you, the guy they should start. You're starting now, <clears throat> and this is in your hands. And I hope you stay healthy, uh, and I hope that uh, the results start to come into fruition as we play some lesser competition here. Uh, still NFL teams. These are, this is still NFL competition. It would have been nice if they had been peppered throughout. You know, would have been nicer, I think, for me as a fan and having to deal with the media if 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 Kenny Pickett had been allowed to have a, a game here and there in between against some lesser competition. I think he would have performed better, would have shut some critics up, and then he could go play the Eagles again. And then he could come back and play, you know, the Raiders. And then he could go play the Buffalo Bills, you know. Something like that It would have been better. But, oh, well, they were all stacked up together, all these tough defenses. And uh, and now, in the second half, he's going to have an opportunity to, you know, just play regular NFL teams some good, some bad on each team, and uh, and show everybody what he has. And I still am a firm believer that he will do that. Um, and I think that he will prove to be uh, a really good starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is my firm belief, and um, I'm looking forward to the second half of the year for that purpose alone. I mean, I don't think the Steelers have any chance of getting to the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be a, that much of a better team even with Watt back, I think they'll be better, but I don't think uh, I don't think they'll go seven and two or something, which is what they'd need to do to win the playoffs. They'll probably go five and four. My my prediction is they'll go five and four, maybe six and three in the second half, and that would make them, you know, like 
seven and ten, eight and nine. That's that's my guess is is they'll end up seven and ten or eight and nine at the end of the year. We won't be good enough for the playoffs, but I think we'll all be feeling if you care about the Steelers legitimately. Mark Madden doesn't. Down with Mark Madden. But if you care about the Steelers legitimately, I think we'll all be feeling much better about Kenny Pickett and the team by the end of the year. That's my prediction. I love you. Yabba da boop bop.